podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. From the Fifth Quarter Studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts. Steve Collins. Steve Collins. And Bill Flitter. Bill Flitter. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. coaches. <laughs> Again, this will be our last kind of interrupting normal uh, programming at the beginning, but prices are going up today uh, at midnight. So depending on how busy... <laughs> bill is during the day prices are going <laughs> to pop from 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 59 to 99 so a substantially increase so if you're thinking of joining if i'm sorry if you're listening to this in october of 2024 but uh you know prices are prices are, might even be higher by then uh but make sure if you're thinking of joining coaching youth hoops go over and do it asap i pull the car over you can do it on yeah, your phone that's right. whatever you need to do and where do they go coach Coaching youthhoops.com and join by right midnight. now by midnight. By midnight. No exceptions. No. Unless I forget to take it down. But... <laughs> he has been known to be a little slow I did. I did that one. And then, yeah. oh, the funny part is you're West Coast. I'm Midwest. Ooh, which one Ooh. is it going to be? Is it going to be? Uh, yes, you don't know. So go over and check it out. Get, get there soon. Yes. And then while you're over there. Yes. Uh, Sign up for our Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. Again, you can go to coachingyouthhoopsmasterclass.com or if you head over uh if you head over after you do your uh after you sign up tonight before midnight for the uh price increase, uh you'll see a, you'll get prompted to sign up for the masterclass. So again, but you can head over into coachingyouthhoopsmasterclass.com and sign up. It's a 5-day class Steve and I put together. We're going to teach you everything we learned over the last few decades of coaching. And you'll have a step-by-step system you can follow to get more prepared for your upcoming season. Uh, we're going to teach you game-winning strategies, how to design killer practices, uh, how to organize your season, how to implement an offense, a defense, and about five practices. Everything we wish we had when we started uh, coaching uh, many moons ago, uh, you're going to walk away. We're giving away. too much gotcha. away. I yelled at him before we came on the interview. Ah, We're giving too see, much away. See, I'm on your side, coach. <laughs> yeah, you are. Uh, uh, but anyway, you head on over to uh, Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. Get signed up. We're going to uh, this. The first uh, class starts September 13th. So get signed up. We're only going to probably do this uh, once this year at the beginning of the season, right? Because yeah, um, you and I have to coach our season. teams. So, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have to coach our teams too. Yeah. So uh, again, you're going to walk away with all everything you need to start your youth coaching journey. Um, kids are going to love it. Parents are going to appreciate you, and you're just going to be coaching with more confidence at the end. All right. All right. Let's head back to regular scheduled programming. You can hit pause right now on your iPhone and go buy it before you listen. But here we go. Let's head back. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to coaching youth. Oops. Before we get started. Hey, how are you? Doing awesome. Before we get started, like to do a big shout out to our sponsors. First of all, obviously coaching youth hoops.com. The one-stop shop. 
for basketball. Co- it's a Swiss Army knife for youth basketball coaches. How about that, coach? I've never it's mentioned. A coach in a box, as as someone yes. told me the other day, which I uh, yeah, which I love. Coach in a box, everything you need. Yeah, yeah. Swiss there's an S- there's an we'll keep this G rated, but there's an SNL uh, thing about you know something in a box. <laughs> uh, and then what's the other? What's who? What's our other sponsor, coach? The basketball play creator. So if you go head over to the basketballplaycreator.com. I I discovered this by a Google search. I was looking for something simple. I didn't need anything complicated uh, to create plays um, and drills and everything. And this, uh, um, I found this tool. And I absolutely fell in love with it because it's simple. Uh, it creates playbooks easily, and I can share those playbooks with players. Uh, it's everything you need. Just it, you know, I've seen a lot of on our Facebook group, even of coaches, you know, handwritten. Plays down. I'm like, go to the play basketballplaycreator.com and just put it all in there. Then it's then you have it forever, and then you can tweak it as you need it, and right. you can share it out with your players. So yeah, like yes, doesn't have to it's be on a brainer. napkin anymore. Sorry, Marty, does not not be on a napkin anymore. Uh, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are, coaches. Welcome to another episode of Coaching the Youth Hoops. I am your host. Coach Bill Flitter. Uh, we have a, I always say special guest. I would say special guest and friend. I got to know you over the last six months, I want to say. Yeah, uh, I think about six months. About six months. Yeah. Star mm-hmm. tourney, tourney, star tourney. My tyranny. Goodness. Tyranny. <laughs> Let me try that again. Star <laughs> tyranny. As just I say that. Uh, uh, it, we have star tyranny on the uh, podcast today. Uh, yeah, I asked Star to come on because we got to talking about, you know, this summer I'm big into the mental skills training, breathing. You know, we had Graham on uh, from the um, Sacramento Kings uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, I think it's one aspect the mental side of, uh, is missing from youth sports. We put a lot of pressure on our kids. And Star and I got to talking and I was looking at her bio she, she has a past in uh, in doing yoga, and we got on this conversation about breath work. So we talked about that. She walked me through some exercises. I added to what Graham already does on his stuff. I uh, added Star's breathing exercises into it. And I thought, you know what? This could go someplace. And I wanted to get you on the phone. So welcome uh, to, uh, to the podcast. Um, I think you're the first non-coach on the podcast. So, um, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, and I, um, I, I just, I would imagine that you have such a, um, you know, caring group of coaches that are cultivating their craft. I mean, anybody that's going to listen, spend their extra time to listen to a podcast to get better at their craft, I have a lot of respect for. Um, And yes, I will tell you, I've used my breathing skills thinking about coming on to this podcast (laughs) because. Um, I was that little shy, nerdy, you know, artsy girl that was always having the clammy palms and the flesh cheeks when I was picked last um, in gym class. So then when my life got this turn, you know, and now here I am on a sports podcast, who would have thought that would have happened? Right. Send um, that back so- to your classmates, right? One of the, <laughs> yeah. the premier youth sports podcast, by the way. So you can, you can yeah, tell Yeah, exactly. Them. The premiere, you know, so it's not just uh, <laughs> like any old run of the mill. I'm on these premieres. Right. Yeah. So anyway, 
Um, life surprised you. That's the theme right know, there. Right? Um, exactly. You know, and that's a beautiful yeah. thing, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and so, um, yeah. Well, tell we us, first off, tell us about your background. Uh, you know, I'd love to hear how, you know, what got you to this point, uh, what you're doing now, um, and how, you know, what you do can help coaches and the athletes that they serve. Um, so what I do now is I primarily work with, um, I only work with adults currently Mm -hmm. and, um, I do, um, mentorship that's sort of, it's kind of like, it's kind of like coaching, honestly, it's like life and business coaching. Um, and I use a multidimensional approach that combines, um, you know, mindset, um, uh, you know, somatic practices, um, you know, also as far as like the tactical and practical things um, that go into business and life and you get a lot of fifths and whatnot. And my path is one of those kind of funny sort of wiggly things um, that in retrospective and along the way didn't make much sense to how I got here Um, (laughs) because it's just been a lot of different experiences. Um, You know, I went, I had schooling in psychology for a while and then um uh, did interior design. And I mean, I'll save you, I'll save you like my whole, um, <laughs> my, my whole bio, but I did, um, after I had my kiddo, um, like interior design was super intense. It was a very high pressure job and I wanted to, um, have something that afforded me the ability to be really present and to take care of my stress. Um, and so that's when I went sort of down the yoga path and I taught adult yoga. And then I also taught, um, kids yoga for several years. And it was in some of the big, um, preschools here in the Bay area. I hmm. taught at Cliff and Pixar. And, um, so that's been really fun and it's given me, um, a great appreciation for people that work with children because it is um, there's just the factor of kids being kids and um, you know, you have to really respond to that and everything. And there's nothing like a group of kids that can spin out a nervous system. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. You know? And so, um, so yeah. And then Anyway, so now I'm doing where I work with adults and I, I do some of my yoga training. I do the psychology training um, and energy training that I've had. And I kind of combine it into um, what I do now currently. Um, and then I did want to share, like, since I didn't grow up with sports, I had like a, you know, I grew up with a single mom. We just didn't have like sports in our, in our yeah. life growing up. Um, it was kind of. I actually am kind of a late bloomer with my love of basketball. Um, we lived in um, Indiana when, uh, before my daughter was born and then when she was born and I got baptized into the church of basketball in a proper way by the Indiana <laughs> Hoosiers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. How could you leave that state without being, uh, or without <laughs> falling in love with basketball? I mean, it was, I, I was so pregnant walking up bleachers you know when they have their like i can't remember what it's hoosier hysteria the hoosier hysteria it happened right before my kiddo was born and i'm like drugging up the bleachers to watch it um you know she was a tiny little pot like in the carrier going to games and stuff like that well, that's where um, she caught her bug then that's where she caught her bug so early on early on um 
And what I just wanted to, the reason I'm kind of sharing this sort of widely painted random story is because I feel like um, my background and then coming in later and having a child um, who is uh, a youth athlete has afforded me a lens overall of a lot of different factors that go into um, basketball and the culture of basketball and what these athletes experience, what parents experience, and also the coaches. I mean, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think sometimes if you sort of grew up in that, um, it, it, it's helpful to have like kind of an outside lens. And um well, I want to I, I want to stop you right there. Yeah, okay, thank because you. I think it's I think it's important. You know, we we talk about the parents and the interaction between parents and coaches and parents and their athlete. You know, in a, uh, during the game, after, before the game, during the game, and after the game. And I will uh, I will say that one, you're one of the you're one of the good ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're very supportive. <laughs> of what we do and what we're trying to do. And you, uh, you understand, uh, like you said, cause you, you know, you have a different perspective, but I do, you know, joking, but do see you breathe on the sidelines, just taking deep breaths as I'm coaching. I'm kidding. Uh, you're awesome. So I appreciate all your energy that you do bring to the team. And that's the, that's why also I wanted to bring you on. You have this neat perspective because, you know, I do coach your daughter uh mm-hmm. and you know you have the background that you have and i'm glad you went through all of that because you know our backgrounds shape who we are right today and you know as we um go through life and get to the point uh, i'm a little bit older than you but you just kind of realize like why am i here what am i doing mm-hmm. right uh and you make those decisions well okay this is why i was this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. right. And it's such a, when you get to that point, it's such a magical thing. Mm -hmm. So, and I think just in conversations with you, that's where you're at. So all of these little (laughs) things that you did to get you to this point, and that's what I'm really excited about to hear and how we can help more coaches and kids with that experience. For sure. And I, I just, I mean, same on everything. I, I love the mission that you have. I love, I love the lens that you take with basketball. Um, you know, one of the things kind of feeling like an outsider with sports and kind of feeling like picked last or whatever, I sort of have like this negative perspective of sports for a while, like, you know, right. uh, I had whatever. And then it was through, um, my husband played baseball, you know, through high school and college. Um, and I saw the positives and how 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 fine tuned his mind was because of that athletic training and because of that sports mm. training. And yeah. I think sometimes when folks get so tied into this game, this win, this one performance, they miss the overarching um, skill set that really creates um, high performers later in life because that ability to um, navigate high stress situations and navigate, um, uh, you know, not getting so wrapped up and like beating yourself up or like turning about why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? But like learning from it, what can I do better moving forward? I mean, that's, that's, that's the success maker right there. It's, yeah, and, and you know, we always talk about rewarding the effort, not the outcome, right? Exactly. So, yeah. You know, the 
not, not focusing on the wins or the first question you ask your uh, athlete is, well, how many points did you score? Right. Uh, you know, it, it should be, um, you know, more about the effort that they put out and that they were just there and just doing it. Right. Especially at the, you know, K through eight level, uh, you get to high school, you know, maybe you get a little bit more competitive, especially if you have this vision that you want to go on and play post high school. Right. Um, no, you're right. On. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that's, that kind of what made me really see the value of sports. I've seen um, with my daughter, you know, when she like, especially with you, I would say that she's had a few different coaching experiences, but the way that you, um, the way that you holistically coach the kids has been like it's been a masterpiece to watch. I'm not going to, I won't brag on you too much, but it's been, a, it's been a no, real please, joy. Please, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a joy please, to watch because oh, I just, you. you know, I, I've seen you. Um, we have a bit of a drive. So I'm not all of the practices, which normally I wouldn't be, but it's like, I've seen you kind of like layer and layer and lay, and you just like, it's just subtle layering. And the next thing you know, you're like, holy, holy moly, look at what, what's happened here. You know, yeah. so it's been, it's been really fun to watch. And what I will say is then going to some of these games, I'm like, wow. Um, wow. The sometimes it's very intense, not only for the players, but like, you know, you got refs that seem like they're gunning for you, not you, but like sometimes like as a general whole, like sometimes yeah. the refs, the refs know that <laughs> like, it's like sometimes, sometimes they think fair. Sometimes it's like, where are you coming from with these calls yeah. right now? Um, and then I've seen, I've seen parents, not, not in our games, but at other ones when I was watching where they're like really invested and almost on the court. Um, and I would imagine as a child, that's super intense. If your parent is right here, like, like getting so swept up, you know, that's a lot of pressure for a little one, especially like these little guys that are like eight and nine. It's like, um, and then, um, and then as a coach, you know, the, you can only do so much, you can do all the work ahead of time, you can have all the plays, you can say all the things, and then it can just turn into. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh did we lose you? And I would imagine as a coach. Um, that can get very intense feeling. And so that's why um, having some of these breathwork practices to sort of lean on either before, during, and after the game really helps you stay grounded, embodied, calm. Um, because of the truth of the matter is like, like um, kiddos respond best to regulated adults. So, and it's like not, I mean, every, yeah. every grown up gets unregulated and kind of like gets in their feelings and like gets really spun out. Um, that's because we're human beings, yeah. but the more that we can stay um, grounded, um, you know, in that really solid core, um, kids respond better to that, you know? Well, it's funny. It's, I mean, this is a great uh, great segue into you know, a few stories, which you're absolutely right. You know, one of the things that I've been working on is, you know, quote unquote, my sideline behavior. I never was a yeller too much. And I'm actually, when I, I always say I talk loud and I bark instructions. Uh, 
but I've toned that down a lot because even though I am help, uh, I feel like I'm helping. I'm probably not right. We've, you know, we've had practice, we prepared, we can do as much as we can. Um, you know, and like you said, if we're unregulated, so will the kids, even if they, even if my attention is good, but my, my voice is sounds of someone like I'm mad, but I, I'm usually, I'm hardly ever, uh, I would say one one time this year where I was just like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that you're absolutely right. The, the rest feed off of that. Then if you're in on them. Right. Um, the kids will feed off of that. And, you know, and I, I think I've gotten a lot of the kids to the point where they know that. And we talk about the, you know, kind of the palms down approach, just like, OK, like, you know, oh, that wasn't my fault. Right. We go palms up. Uh Versus the palms down approach, which is, okay, yep, I got the call. I can't change the call, right? So just relax or I missed a shot. You know, I could get all angry. I can't believe I missed another shot, right? It's like, okay, it's just a shot. I just missed it. You know, Steph Curry misses a lot of shots, right? And uh, it was funny in the game, our last game, we had that situation where, you know, it it was calm. Fourth quarter, the game was, you know, close. And uh, these calls kept on coming up. It was just like, what? Like, what? You know, how did you make that decision? Where was that from? And I, you know, I questioned the the uh, the referee, uh, one of our <laughs> players. You know, she looks at me and she goes, "Coach," and she goes, "Palms down." Oh, like, okay, awesome, good. Right. And she was right. She was right. She goes, she goes, we don't. And and then she came off the bench. She goes, coach, we don't need any calls going against us or them looking for. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Who are you? I love it. (laughs) You know, so you're right. Right. You know, if we can get our players and we have that relationship with our players where we're not just the authority figures either, where this is a team effort. Right. Let's work together. We're all we're all learning. Right. You know, we think, oh, you know you know, 20 years experience in coaching, but yet, you know, I don't know about the team that I have now, the the individual, you know, pieces, every, you know, I'm learning that every single time, right. With the new player, new team that comes in. So, um, you know, I need, I need to learn the kids and their reactions and how much I can, you know, push them in a good positive way that they reach um, and they stretch themselves and they just coast. Right. Um, but in going back to your original statement about, you know, the, the kids on quote unquote on stage and we're watching them and yelling and screaming and cheering or whatever it is, you know, I had a conversation uh, two weeks ago with the team and we just sat down in our normal roundup before practice. And I asked them, so you guys seemed a little reserved. Why were you reserved? And they said they were nervous. And I said, oh, you know, because I do work on that a lot with them about making mistakes and such. And they said, oh, it's nothing to do with you, coach. It's, you know, somebody, you know, it's, I don't want to let my team down. My family's there. I would just be embarrassed if I missed a shot, wide open layup, ball dribbled off my foot or whatever. And one person said, oh, my siblings are going to make fun of me if I, you know, miss a wide open layup. And I'm like, okay, all right, I hear you. And so we talked through that and what you can do and, um, you know, I gave them a few techniques, some of the stuff we talked about, the breath work and such. Uh, can you maybe dive into some things that, A, coaches can do themselves 
coaches can help players uh, from based off of your, you know, how you work with adults uh, on what they can do in those high pressure situations? Um, yes. So what you just brought up is, is great. I mean, you know, keeping sort of a beginner's mind, keeping sort of loose about things, um, not putting so much pressure, um, on the kids and yourself, because really it's just a game, right? It's just play, you know, it's just a game. I think if we keep that kind of lightness to it, that helps. And then as far as, um, as far as breathing, um, the one thing um, that there's a lot of different breath work um, kind of things that you can do. But the reason um, I showed you the one I did, and I'll share it with your audience here, yeah. um, is because it um, uh, really allows the mind to focus um, on conscious breathing and get a very full breath. Um, and so what I showed you was the three part breathing. And that's where when you um, inhale, you start by sort of softening your lower belly and sending your breath all the way there. And then the next part of the inhale, you expand your ribs. And then the final part of the inhale is the chest. So it's sort of like this internal balloon that you're kind of blowing up as you're inhaling. Um, and um Oftentimes, when you're in an athletic um, state, you know, you're in aerobics, you're getting a full breath. But a lot of right. times when the stress is happening, that's when we go into that shallow breathing. We might hold our breath. That's when our bodies sort of like get into that protective mechanism. Um, and so practicing this conscious breathing outside of an athletic performance allows you to tap into that very quickly um, when you need it. Um, and so you do that. And then when you exhale, you drop the chest, compress the ribs and then the belly. Um, and then you kind of can like squeeze up the last little bit of the balloon at the end. So mm -hmm. let me know if that makes sense. Cause usually I do more of a, more of a, like I walk people through it. So like you just inhale, you expand your belly, gum up and it, as you continue to inhale, your ribs sort of, um, balloon out. And then you finally end and then your chest is um, the breath is all the way up to the top of your chest. And then as you exhale, you know, you drop your chest, your ribs, your belly, and then you can just squeeze out a little bit more at the end. Um, and so when you are off the court and off the game and you're just sort of practicing this, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's sort of a it's kind of a weird thing. You're like, what? One, two, three, three, two, one. You know, you can count it if you want to sort right. of do whatever. And it feels kind of clunky and, and sort of weird because you're not used to thinking about breathing. It feels kind of awkward to like, like, what am I focusing on and where? But the whole point is like getting the biggest breath, the most expansive breath with the most oxygen um, and then letting it all out. And then as you get practiced with that, it sort of smooths out and it just becomes this really natural, very deep, calming breath that you can tune into at any point. And let me know if that made sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it does. And, you know, and in, in, it's becoming more of a quote unquote thing is to take time to breathe and meditate and especially in athletics and, you know, the during the NCAA tournament. Um, you could see the um, Marquette, I think, was playing UConn, 
And during their time out in a high pressure situation, instead of the coaching barking orders, the mental skills trainer came over and they did breath work. I love that. Yeah. And, you know, that calmed their nerves down. And there's a couple of instances just the other day. Thank goodness. You know, we, we're starting to do some mental training as well. You know, close your eyes, visualizing things. And we were bowling at our end of the end of the season party. And the girls, I was I, I was I'm a decent bowler. I'm not great, but uh, decent. And I kept on missing my spares. I just I mean, I do I get eight pins down, seven pins down, nine pins down. I just couldn't get the strikes go. And then I missed the spares. Uh, one of them, they said, coach, breathe and visualize the pins going down. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so the girl next to me, I both said, OK, let's do it. Let's try it. Right. So we visualize like, OK, breathe in. You know, you're doing what you just did. And then, uh, of course, guess what happened? We got and we visualized the pins going down. We both hit our uh, spares. And I'm like, oh, see, I love it that. works. It works. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other one I used the other day too. I was training uh, this shooter that I had, really good shooter, and she missed three in a row. And I could just see going back to the oh well, coach's new method isn't working. Let me go back to my old style, and I could just see her kind of transition. And I I did a timeout. I mean, it's just her and I in the gym, and I said, okay, count backwards for me: five, four, three, two, one. She hit the next ten in a row. So what that does, it just resets you, takes your mind off of the three that I just missed and refocus. So we have to find these little moments in in the game to reset ourselves and we start feeling nervous and we, we get the jitters or, you know, whatever it is. So, I, you know, coaches, you, you know, you have to help the players and give them these tools uh, because it really truly is a strategic advantage that we don't talk about the mental side. Exactly. Training, so. I'd love to hear uh, how you do some of the, like the, the, you know, you work with high level executives too. So what do they have in common with athletes and then the training that you do with them? All right, um, coaches, I have to interrupt because remember prices are going up today at midnight. We're not sure if it's central or Western or Eastern or whatever it is, but make sure if you're thinking of joining, it's going from $59 to $99. Make sure you go over and join today, coachingyouthhoops.com and make sure you sign up for coach. The Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. This is a soup to nuts uh, planning strategy, whatever you want to call it masterclass and, and leading with more confidence, um, creating practice plans, just organizing your entire uh, season of basketball. So sign up at coachingyouthhoopsmasterclass.com and hurry. We are just two short weeks away, September 13th. Um, can I add one more thing to the breath Please? Work? Oh, gosh. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up, too, is sometimes with athletic training and with sports, that mm -hmm. breath work is sort of different um, is a lot of times you're kind of coming top down to the body. So you're like molding the body, making, you know, you're like, it's like, um, it's, it's almost like not the internal out. I mean, there is the, the, um, what do you call it? The muscle memory and things like that, but it's like, you're using your body as a tool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Would you agree with that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And what the breath work does is it gets that inner gaze. The same thing as what mm -hmm. you're doing with um, the mental work is that instead of coming from like top down, you're coming in out. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And and the the inside or from the you said in and out. Explain yeah, that so, one more time how that is the connection, right? And why that is important. That makes sense. Um yes. So the reason why it's helpful like you were saying to have mm-hmm. these these mental things or to have this inner gaze is sometimes what will happen is you can try all of these approaches of like the hands down or the counting and then something will just click um, that they're not quite aware of and it can spin a person out of yeah. their game focus right mm-hmm. and so when you have this from the inside out which is the breath work which you're like kind of quieting all the noise you're tuning in side and breathing Mm-hmm. then that's like coming it's I, I i it's like coming inside out i don't know how to explain it rather yeah. than like top yeah, down top or down. yeah mm-hmm. yeah does I, that totally make sense? sense yeah and i think what's really what you said and i want to highlight it is individuals have to find the thing that works for them yes right? and you know i know some coaches that are teaching this at a very young age already i had a girl in camp the other day she's been doing she's a high She's an elite swimmer. She's been doing this stuff since fifth grade, right? Or f- no, 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 no. Fifth grade? Yeah, it must have been fifth grade, not five. Fifth grade. So she's been doing it a lot, you know, for a while, um, learning how to calm herself when she's on the you know stand, jumping in and everything. So I think it's it's uh and the pressure that we're putting on our kids to perform. They need other tools to help them through that. It, you know, they get pressure in school, and hopefully, what we teach on the court can help them also in the classroom. All right, coaches, I have to interrupt because remember, prices are going up today at midnight. We're not sure if it's Central or Western or Eastern or whatever it is, but make sure if you're thinking of joining, it's going from fifty nine dollars to ninety nine dollars. Make sure you go over and. Join today, coachingyouthhoops.com, and make sure you sign up for Coach. The Coaching Youth Hoops Masterclass. This is a soup to nuts uh, planning strategy, whatever you want to call it, masterclass and and leading with more confidence, um, creating practice plans, just organizing your entire uh, season of basketball. So sign up at Coaching Youth hoopsmasterclass.com and hurry we are just two short weeks away september 13th yeah no for sure i mean the anytime you're doing this um kind of breathwork practices and stuff like that and the mental stuff everything you know even handling even being able to kind of stay kind of calm under pressure um like what a game requires you know that helps with like text anxiety and things like that you know where they can translate the skills over um to that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then as far as um, the people I work with, I work with a lot of high performers, business owners, high achievers, you know, um, and um, the work I do is a lot of different things, but um, it's kind of the same. It really honestly sort of translates. Um, yeah. It's just patterns that are creating friction <laughs> or yeah. like, you know, like stopping success. We see what it is. And then we find out the root and kind of get rid of it. And I use a lot of different things. You know, I get them aware of the body, doing breath work. Um, you know, I do a lot of mental skills training too. I don't call it that, but it's, yeah. it is kind of mental skills training. Um, and then I also help with like, you know, business strategies and 
um, you know, structures and communication and relationship is kind of widely varied. It's hard to like, I do a lot. I would say the biggest thing is I'm able to quickly see the patterns and stories that are blocking my clients from reaching their goals. I would and say. That's, I think that that's a holistic approach. Right. It's not exactly because, like you said earlier. I think I don't know if we said it earlier here, if we were off air, but uh, taking a look at because you OK, I I could work with a business strategist right now. OK, and they can give me a great plan. It's up to me to go implement that plan. But if I don't have everything else right or I have like, oh, I, I don't know if I can do that. That's like way above exactly. my, my reach, if you will. Right. Yeah. Uh, you need to unlock that. And that's the mm-hmm. same thing um, for our athletes. Uh, you know, they we can show them the best player how to do something, but if they don't feel, they don't have the confidence to exactly. do it, they're they're not going to be able to perform. And I think we need to check in with them and ask those questions, like I did and sat because, you know, as much as I talk about. You're, you know, the mistakes and mistakes are okay. And that's how we learn, blah, 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 blah. They still felt nervous in the game. And they were like, reassured me it wasn't me because I was really worried about that, of course. Uh, and they said, no, it's it's the outside influences, right? They're in a fishbowl. Everybody's looking at them while they're performing. Uh, so they have to learn how, we take that for granted that that, that doesn't add pressure, right? I There's mean, a, as an adult, it adds pressure. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> You're like, you know, you have like five people standing around you right now, right? Yelling yeah. at you and saying, oh, you should have said that. Oh my gosh. You, you, right? No. It's, it's like, insane. Well, like, even if the parents are trying to keep their faces calm, you know, there's like the, uh, and the groans and the tears and the, I, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I catch myself on missed layups because I'm like, okay, I just missed a layup. Right. But my outside, I'm like, <laughs> Oh my goodness! They just missed another wide and layup. Yeah, right? yeah. Right? I'm like, okay, it's just a layup. I got to practice what I preach, right? So, uh, well, I think the thing that's really important to to note is that perfectionism can come in many different forms. And like to be easy mm-hmm. on ourselves as coaches, to be easy on the kids, while also holding a standard and working through the multitude of challenges that come up in a game and off a game. And, um, you know, I think, like you said, um, that's one of the things I really enjoy about the way that you approach coaching in general is you look at the whole child. You're not just saying why. And that's, I mean, the same, that's the same tie for how I work with people. I look at the whole, the whole person or, you know, Mm -hmm. all of it because you cannot separate. So it's like, you can't separate and go, well, it's just this one thing over there. You know, oh, I'm missing. I get, I choke up every time I'm doing a layup, and it's because I'm hearing my sister in the back of my head making fun of me and calling me names. You know, it's like, right. yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, if yeah. you don't address the sister calling your name, <laughs> it doesn't matter how many times you get the form right in practice. You know, right. so it's like giving weight to that. And then I would also say, um, as coaches, like n- owning our own stuff is kind of coming up. Like, why, you know, yeah. with, um, you know, when we get, when we're feeling, I always say like, if you're starting to feel really elevated or kind of like spun out and it's, it feels bigger than what's happening in the moment, like maybe off, like off in your own time, go, hmm, that's kind of interesting. I wonder what's happening there, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that kind of helps you, like you can, 
put the tools in, but there might be something else. Like who knows? I mean, who knows? Yeah. Everybody has their stuff of like experiences that come into play. Um, but then you can kind of go, Oh yeah, this one thing kind of spins me out because when I was a player, uh, I had X experience and now I kind of have that in the back of my mind when I'm coaching. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What I'm saying. Right. Yeah. 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 That totally makes sense. Yeah. And I think we get inside our heads too, uh, a bit player or coach. Um, and we're, you know, we all do. And it, how do you deal with that self-talk? Cause I've noticed it, it seems to ask or elevate more as I'm, as kids get older. Right. So, you know, maybe it's, it's a little bit less in, you know, fifth grade and, you know, and by the time they get to high school, the self-talk, that inner voice is really speaking loudly to them. You know, um, is this, um, do you see this with girls and boys? Or are you seeing it more with the girl coaching that you're doing? Really, yeah, more with the girls. So there's there's a there's it's a very natural thing, um, mm-hmm. uh, and there can be an uptick of anxiety at certain developmental phases um, that a girl goes through, and um, they just naturally can be more anxious. Um, you know, whether it's, there is a biological and then there's also, um, uh, nurture nature is what I'm trying to say. So they are more connected, more Mm. group. Um, they are more aware a lot of times of, of their community and things like that. Um, and so being able to, kind of know I call it what do I call it the fear monster that's yeah. what I call it right yeah. I call it the fear monster um with, when uh with my kiddo because it's like it comes in or like the inner a-hole it comes in it's this yeah. really mean it's a mean voice and it just says all the meanest stuff to you in the world and sometimes it'll like predict the future and it'll like spin out about all the stuff that's going to happen and sometimes it like is like sees everybody and they're saying stuff about you when it's like all made up you don't know any of this stuff right it's just this, right. it's just yep. it's basically a safety mechanism that kind of comes in that sort of they kind of get blown up and turns into this inner a-hole or fear monster or whatever you want to call it <laughs> i like the inner and, a-hole yeah <laughs> i and can't so, use that though with the kids so. no you can't use that oh, whatever you want to make it make yeah. up your um age appropriate. Make, yeah exactly yeah. yeah but it's so true um, that that voice just gets loud uh it can get loud and i've noticed it um and i noticed it a lot more recently after covid uh and yes. i think that was definitely you know we had a lot of time on our own right so the you know, we, how do you, what do you, no, let me step back so, kind of where this whole thought process is, is like, you know, we think we're just going to roll out a ball, right. As a coach, we're going to roll a ball. Here's our, you know, game plan for today, our practice plan. And we're going to do, you know, five minutes, this, that, and the other thing. And then you see, I see waves of it. You know, I see individuals like are struggling with maybe wouldn't normally struggle. Sometimes I see the whole group just like, where is the energy today, you know, as a group? And, you know, we can't 
I don't know, maybe the approach that I always take is to say, okay, time out, what's going on? Like, you know, either as a group or if I see an individual kind of struggling, um, I'll ask various questions of what's going on. It's not always just, well, hey, what's going on? I don't want to assume that there's always a problem or, you know, I start asking them more specifics about their days that then I can piece. And usually it's, I was up to three o'clock last night on my phone or some something like that, or we're talking on the phone or whatever it is. I'm like, ah, there it is, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, going back to like a that, that inner voice and how we talk to ourselves, um, uh, where I was kind of driving all of this is, there's a lot that goes on on a kid's mind too that we don't we just think we're going to go there and play right or we think they're just going to come into play and we're going to teach them how to play we we got to take those other factors in too home life what just happened they could have gotten a argument with their mom or dad uh, mm-hmm. for example just dropping them off a sibling whatever somebody could have called them a name right before practice right um, now we're supposed to be a safe place, but basketball is supposed to be, uh, or sports is supposed to be a life lesson as well. So I'm just curious, I know that was a lot, but again, it goes back to this holistic view of what's happening on the court with your clients as well. When you speak to them, um, so as far as the, anything else, yeah. the tool with like the inner a-hole, yeah. um, what I generally like to do is I think a lot of times just even giving a name to it and awareness where it's like, Mm -hmm. Hey, if you got a little meaning in your head, that's not you. That's like, it's like, it's like this part of you that's trying to keep you safe, but it's not actually you. And you can like talk against it. And sometimes you go, shut up. (laughs) 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 You know, and, and like the more you kind of get aware of what it sounds like, you know, how it behaves, you can catch it early. Um, and then as far as like translating that to kids, um, I can't tell you enough about when kids just feel like a whole human and they're seen as a whole human, mm. not just like, a, you know, um, you know, uh, somebody who's trying to perform in this one way or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that that is incredibly um, settling for anybody really to be seen yeah. of like, Hey, you got more than just this one thing going on right now. Let's like give a beat to that. Um, and so um, hmm. I think it is to get to know the kids to kind of like, like you said, like doing this extra stuff where you're kind of getting a greater awareness that it's not just, um, you know, what's happening right this minute. They might've had, they might not have eaten well. They might've had too much sugar and caffeine. They might've had something with their parents. They might've had like, crush that like you know rejected them who who knows i mean yeah. good gosh if anybody can remember back to middle school what an incredibly challenging time <laughs> you no, know? No yeah no and you're right on and i like how you say just you know you got to give a beat to it as a coach and it's like all those things do exist and we can't just expect they're going to come in with a clear mind just ready to play um some of these things are you know real life stuff some of them are like mm-hmm. I said oh, I just had too much sugar or whatever before I came in or didn't have enough uh to eat uh the you know some might some people listening to this and maybe they haven't gotten this this type of person hasn't gotten this far is recognizing the importance 
of what we've just been talking about and what we've been talking in previous podcasts as well about the mental side. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm an old school coach, right? You know, our my coach, you think my coach would ever talk about the mental side of the game? You know, flutter your week, you're this, you're that, right? Get out there and play, you know. Uh, why, in your opinion, have things shifted where we are taking a time out to recognize these things and paying attention to it it's because of the awareness is 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 more we understand it a lot more than we did does it make us quote-unquote weak and i thought yeah. i'm you know as an athlete i'm supposed to you know just like get after it and you know kill somebody on the on the you know on the on the playing field um I, it's so funny that you brought up the old school coach because I was just thinking that a minute ago. It was like old school parenting, old school coaching. Yeah, where, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's where true. it's like yeah. you, I'm, I'm in charge, and you listen to me. Right. And it's like yeah. there was like um, there was a pattern and a programming um, that kind of ran for a while that was like, oh, if a authority figure who is in charge of children um, shows any sort of tenderness or like connection in that way, you're going to lose your ability to lead. Right. Right. And it's no, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I do think that you cannot um, minimize the effects that COVID and that has had uh, collectively around the world on people as a whole. That really was a very traumatic experience for everybody. I mean, it was like a mass trauma that everybody right. kind of went through. Um, and so that's going to have some some effects. Uh, and then I think. Do one of the reasons a lot of this stuff is coming into play, I mean, you know, some of the natural things that kind of regulate the nervous system, like not being on tech, riding your bike uh, in the woods, um, you know, as a kid, right. they don't have that anymore. Right. Like yeah. um, we're inundated with information, stimulation uh, 24-7 around the world constantly. And it is intense and our bodies have not caught up. Our bodies and mind have not caught up to the level of information that is um, input constantly. And then when you when you combine that with a developing mind and body, it is a lot for a little one to put up with. It's a lot for them to kind of take in. And so, um, you know, chicken and egg, it's like. I think it's it's a necessity. It's like you can't you, you literally cannot live without taking in and realizing that you got to like tune into all of this stuff in order to like thrive. Really it's required. Yeah, no. And I'm glad you said it like that too, because I, I, I think, you know, that is a big problem what the kids are, are facing today versus what you and I did when we were growing up or had or didn't have. Right. I feel it as an adult, like as mm-hmm. a business person, right? I get inundated with all kinds of, and the other thing is I'm so curious. I, I, I just want to, I want to take everything okay. in and that's, oh, that's a feeling, that's an overwhelming feeling because mm-hmm. I know I don't have time, right. Yeah. To, to, to take everything in. I can only read so fast and I got, you know, you know, as I said, I was doing yard work before the, our phone call and what did I have on? I was listening to a podcast Right. Uh, I remember. It was, well, I remember what it was. It was about um, uh, the. It was an interview with the United CEO, right? And uh, and it was you know it was a business podcast, and you know, so I just don't have. I could have just sat in nature and 
did yard work, right? And been talking to my my inner a-hole, so to speak, was maybe even yelling <laughs> at me. Uh, but my mind just didn't have time to rest. And that's, a yeah. thing, right? And, you know, we, that's, a, that's overwhelming. And like you said, you got, now you're a teenager and all of this, the, you just endless scrolls of everything coming at you, right? And the beautiful lives that everybody has except for you, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, we have to, as coaches, we have to remember that. That yeah. that is different than when we were growing up. It's and like that, it's like a whole different planet. It's like we're on a different planet. It's mm-hmm. literally like we may as well be an alien life form compared to what we grew up with. You know, honestly, because it's like yeah. it's like I mean, I think back. I even think back to like my grandparents. I'm like, I think they an outhouse, and they have like a tall, like a dial-in light, you know. And now they're, I mean, just just what went through their life, and then what went through our life, um, and now where our kids are. Um, and you know, if we have a hard time disconnecting as fully formed brains and adults with all of right. our maturity awareness, and we have a hard time not comparing ourselves to everybody else and feeling crappy, you know, it's like, how do you expect a little kid or a middle school or even an older, you know, you know, almost teenager to not have that same experience, you know? Yeah. And that affects the game. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. It does. You know, the, the, yeah, exactly. You know, and they, you know, I would also imagine, you know, some of this fear is, oh, what happens if somebody just recorded my missed layup or my Mm. mistake I just made. Right. And that gets posted to Instagram. Right. Um, you know, especially at the high school level, because those games are, you know, everybody's got a camera or something. Right. Uh, you get your, your, peers in the stands as well right that just adds to the pressure too so uh i think okay so let's let's step back let's uh let's recap uh what what we can help as a coach what can we do with our players let's break it all down for the for the coaches how can we help them deal with this new code life we or <laughs> life we're playing in yeah the life they're playing in Um, I think the greatest thing um, as a coach that, um, you know, the greatest service that you can do is taking care of yourself, you know, doing your own breathwork practices outside of practice and everything so that you can easily access that inner calm when you need to. Um, You know, obviously your coaches that listen to this care because they're trying to improve their craft. So like that kind of thing. Um, understanding that you as a coach is a whole person and that your players are whole people too. And so um, just having a little bit more openness and awareness to that. And um, I think that simply is it right there. I mean, there's a lot that goes into what goes into that kind of thing. But basically um, if you have that sort of, empathetic lens and understand that it's not just right now. There's a whole apparatus of things that might've been happening before. Um, And then also for yourself, you know, kind of being tuned into that. Um, And then I would say as parents, um, being aware of that as well, that like not only the kids, but the coaches and like, not, it's like, it's just a game. It's just a game. 
Like, let's just make it a little lighter, everybody. It's just the game. And really, if you really boil it down to what is the best benefit of sports, yeah, of course. You know, our, our you know, however percentage of these kids that play youth sports are going to turn out to be a professional ball player and be like the next Steph Curry, you know, the next great Bergen or whatever. It's like, yeah, sure. But the majority are going to have this experience and it really is about teaching them fundamental skills that is going to set them up for success. Not only, um, you know, being able to handle high pressure, high stress um, situations, but their, their mental game and being able to move forward. And that's what we need. We need like kiddos that have those skills, you know, that's, that's going to really help everything. So. Uh, Awesome. Star, this has been a great conversation. I know we could probably go on and, and talk yeah. about this stuff for another hour. Uh, how can, if somebody wants to learn more about what you do and how you approach uh, things, where can they find you? They can find me on Instagram at Star Tierney. Um, and I'm sure you'll put my spelling because it yeah, is yeah. a very strange spelling yeah. or at startierney.com. Um, and my website is in flux right now, but it's, it's being added to constantly. So, awesome. um, those are the best places. Uh, Instagram's a little more up to date. The website's in flux. Um, and you know, that's where you can find me. Awesome. And I will put definitely put that in the show notes. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. Uh, this has been a great conversation. Uh, and I appreciate every moment you can spend uh, helping us as coaches learn more about how we can be better and how yeah. we can help the kids improve. Uh, so thank you. And until next time. Yeah. And thank you. Um, thank you, everybody, for taking this, you know, pick last MPE girl and taking your time to listen to me today. I really appreciate it. And like I said, I just um, I really appreciate the um, care and effort that you put into coaching um, kids. So thank you so much. Thanks for having All right, me. Thank All right. Thank you, Star. We'll see you soon. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.